This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio, no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They like Carpaccio. Oh. On WGR. I make a capacio for you. Sports Radio 550. I'm just reading Bet Online's email recapping all the prop bets. And it says that CBS didn't show or announce the MVP. Did you know that? Huh. I I guess I didn't notice i i felt like it was said rather matter-of-factly at some point i watched you know into the you know jim nance on the stage with the ownership and and you know t- interviewing everybody uh boy i could have sworn that 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 it was said on the broadcast that mahomes had won the mvp i don't know sal capaccio joins on the western hotline because this is many super bowls in a row as soon as the game is over i'm done like, I just, the the Chiefs are starting to celebrate. I did not see the Gatorade. I mean, interviews, Taylor Swift, nothing. I, when it's, it's, a, it's a long enough night, you know? Yep. When, when, it's, when it's over, I'm out. I get that. I wanted to watch it all, so I, I stayed until, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I, eventually I got around to seeing Jim Nance have a couple of words with Nicole Hardman. Like, it, oh. got, it, got, it got that far. Sal, did you make it that long <laughs> to see Nicole Hardman interviewed? No, I had no idea who won the MVP until I woke up this morning. At no least, idea. At least there, I figured it was Mahomes. Right. But, yeah. At least there was no question about it. I mean. Right. Well, I, 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 if the Niners had won, I would have stuck with it uh, and watched because it would have been new and different and listened to mm-hmm. some of their guys. I had no interest in watching the Chiefs celebration. Who wins if it's San Francisco? Like, I guess maybe there would have needed to Juwan be. Juwan Jennings. Jennings yeah. caught I, one through one. Before KC, um, you know, get, you know, got the game to overtime, yeah, with the Niners in the lead, I felt like, boy, what was the number on that guy Jennings to win MVP? Because some, maybe mm-hmm. somebody bet it, and yeah, with a touchdown reception and a touchdown pass, um, something only like one other player in the history of the Super Bowl had done, I think, or was he the first to do that? I either way, it's rare air. So like he would have been my vote if San Fran won the game. They they needed one more play though, right? Like if McCaffrey scores the winning touchdown, then he's at I mean he had one sixty and one already. Right. Then maybe it's McCaffrey, but ifs and buts. Sal, you yeah. might you, you might like this. I found a list I wanted to see about Jennings. So I looked up on Stathead. 
every player that's thrown exactly one Super Bowl touchdown pass is kind of a fun list. It's 29 guys. Uh, you do see like a half dozen or so non-quarterbacks on that list, but Jennings is on it. Uh, so is Frank Reich, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, and he's the only the second one to have a throwing and receiving, passing and receiving touchdown in the Super Bowl. Right? Who, who is the be, other? Randall um, L? No, Nick Foles. Right, Nick Foles. Caught the Philly, Philly, caught special. The, um, Philly yeah. special. Okay, right. Yeah. He, he must have thrown for multiple then because he's not on this one list, but sure, right. I mean, this Randall, oh, yeah, Randall, Randall L. did throw one in that Super Bowl forty in Detroit, uh, but I guess he didn't catch one. In that I game. don't know. That's a long time ago. You can't ask me that. All right, Sal Capaccio here on the Western Hotline. Let's get to it. So I'm not sure what's new here from last night in terms of takeaways about the Chiefs. It's kind of all been documented, and we we, we knew right that this was a a great team, even maybe historically great as they add to their totals. For sure. And, you know, for the last couple of months, you know, definitely since the playoffs, I've been saying and I feel even more, you know, leaning into this, which is I think we just it'd be nice to and I want to I want to kind of train myself also. And I normally do this, but I'd like other people to be more on board with maybe looking at not at, well, this guy can't beat this guy like, you know, and this person, this coach can't beat this coach. It's. Allen can't beat Mahomes, or McDermott can't beat Reed, or Lamar can't beat Mahomes, or Harbaugh can't beat Reed, or whoever it is. That standard is so high, it's just they're so good. And it it's not that these other people can't do it. They're so everybody else, like Josh Allen is amazing. Lamar Jackson's amazing. And they have these really good teams, but I mean, it's just so tough to beat that team with who they are and who they have. And Mahomes and Andy Reid, and it's such a perfect combo right now, just like Belichick and Brady were for so long, that, yeah, I think that that's, to me, you know, as much as we hate watching it a little bit here, and I didn't want to see it, I definitely was rooting for the 49ers. I have mad respect for what they have and what they're doing, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Doesn't mean they're going to win every year. Brady won three of four, then didn't even win another one for ten years. Right? So that, that can happen. He lost two in the meantime. But I oh. just, it's going to keep on here for a while. Those were the days, weren't they? Those 10 years in between yeah. <laughs> Brady titles. Yeah. The thing, thing that stands out to me here, Sal, is two years in a row, um, the Chiefs, they, they're, they're doing it a different way. And, and, and maybe you know, the, the explosive offense is, um, you know, just maybe that's just going to be too hard to, to pull off, especially when you get to the playoffs. Their defense was just outstanding in this game. I mean, just blanketing receivers that we know are excellent. Um, just a really, really great job by Spagnolo on that side of the ball. Yeah, and he's just done an amazing job really this year. And over the last few years, I remember when it was kind of like, well, their defense kind of shaky, and they've kind of turned that around. And it's been a strength of their team for a couple of years, but especially this year, they really had to – you rely on them, lean into them a little bit more this year. Uh, not as much in the playoffs until obviously, you know, this game. They didn't score a touchdown until they had the one, you know, play uh, after the muff punt and then, of course, in overtime. But they've been really good and they've drafted well over there. They have not drafted really well on offense. You know, I mean, they their hit rate on offense is not that good. Clyde Edwards Alaire, Sky Moore, Mecole Hardman, right? I mean, some of these guys just have not developed. Rasheed Rice was okay. He was good this year, but he wasn't. You know, just a complete hit right away, obviously. And, you know, I think he'll be a good player. 
but on defense they've hit and they 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 brought in some players and obviously um you know i think mcduffie is the one you look at there and yeah. you know i think i think if you look at tranquil and gave i look i think those guys are probably draft picks but uh Loftus, i know a couple of years ago yep. he's a good player they've done a really good job on that side of the ball of getting young players on rookie contracts to be able to use that labor and then fill out the rest of the roster with your high-end talent like Mahomes, who you have to pay. And, yeah, Spagnuolo's done a really good job. I was actually really surprised this year he was never even mentioned in any of the head coaching you know, searches or candidates. And maybe that's because he was just absolutely awful when he was the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. But a lot of guys have gotten second opportunities even after being bad. But he, he deserves a lot of credit. St. Louis Rams. Has the show ever sounded older? St. Louis Rams. Um <laughs> You know, a lot of us are just gaga for the idea about the idea of the Bills drafting a wide receiver and mm-hmm. really stepping up at that position. What do the Chiefs teach us in in this way? Like all year, it was pe- being laughed at how bereft they were at receiver. Rashi Rice came on, but did not have a big Super Bowl, and it's the guys that are sort of the butt of the jokes usually. Valdez, Scantling, and Hardman, mm-hmm. who score in this game with, you're talking about their draft picks, Sky Moore, I mean, just has done nothing as a second-round pick for them. I think second round, a couple years ago. Yep. yep. And Kadarius Tony was not their pick, but they traded two picks to get him, a recent first-rounder. Uh, it just seems to be, be still going in that direction. Do they push it again next year? Are, are, we, are we missing something by wanting the Bills to have better receivers? No, I, I don't think it changes anything i don't think it teaches the bills anything i think in fact i would say i bet you if you're doing this show in kansas city over the off season you're talking about drafting a receiver because they feel like they need one still it was such a struggle this year they were the third seed yeah go cry me a river they were in the third seed this year not the second or the first they struggled because of their wide receivers and i bet you people are thinking they need to address that like it wasn't that easy this year. They had to lean on their defense, have their defense win because they needed receivers they didn't have and they dropped passes. So I don't think we learned anything other than you still need receivers and you can make your life much easier on your you know all-world quarterback. How did you feel about the, the way the 49ers and Shanahan handled overtime sale? I was totally fine with it. I am... I don't think there's a right answer, guys. I don't think there's a right answer either way. I think this is one of those rules where it seems like it's a good rule because there's no one right answer. Like, they've done a good job to force teams to have to choose. And that choice could mean that you win the game or it costs you and you'll be criticized for it. And I think, to me, I would probably want the ball first because if you do match each other, you get the ball first in sudden death. Like, it comes down. You want The Chiefs explained it. I'm sorry, the 49ers explained it well. Shanahan said, I wanted the ball third. I totally understand that. I think that's a very logical, sound argument. But now we now know that if the Chiefs would have, if it would have been a touchdown by the Niners, the Chiefs would have went for two. And I get that part of it, too, which is, all right, that's actually a reason why you would want it second. Because you then have probably, I think analytically, a 51% chance of winning the game with one play if you score to tie it and you can go for two to win it. And maybe you want to do that and have that option. And you have all those things in front of you where, you know, all of your scenarios, which we've talked about and you guys have, I think I would want it first, but I totally understand that part of it. I would also say this 
for as much as he's getting criticized for it today, not by everybody. I think a lot of people are like me or think he made the right choice or, you know, either way. For as much as he's getting criticized, I think about what would have happened if he did kick and the Chiefs score a touchdown or a field goal, they score a touchdown or a field goal, and then he has to kick to Patrick Mahomes for a sudden death situation. If he loses, I bet you people are criticizing for that and saying, how could you do that? You gave the ball to Patrick Mahomes in a sudden death situation. I know you're on this, too, and have have thought a lot about it, how a team uh, can be forced into a position where they will go on fourth down. And the Niners, taking the ball first, were not forced into that. And most teams, I think, would do what they did, which is kick that field goal. Um, had they been farther out, they definitely would have taken, you know, that, that's that's going to be the choice most of the time, whereas Kansas City, Kansas City had fourth and one at their 34 on their drive. They have no choice. Like they have to, they have to go for it. So the thing, so it sort of feels like intuitively the team going second has that advantage, but re- just mm-hmm. remember that it's a, it's an option. <laughs> Kicking yeah. the field goal is not something you are actually literally forced to do. You, they, that's right. They had second and four at the nine. And I don't know if what he knew or just what, what consideration. They did run the ball on that play and then had a jailbreak on third down and then, then you know, kicked the field goal there. So I feel like there's, a, there's an intuition that going second is better because of the, the extra down that you may feel like you have. But that is still up to the first team to decide what they want to do in those situations, even though, you know. They're yeah. not forced, quote-unquote. Well, lo- you'd love to know, like, if the 49ers are faced, uh, you know, first possession, right? So it's a tie game. You've got the ball first in overtime. It's fourth and one at your own 34. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you hanging on to yep. the ball to try to get down there and score, or are you going to kick it away? I mean, when you get the ball second, you know, obviously, you need points. So it's it's four downs because, you know, there's no, there's no tomorrow. Um, so I, I wondered, like that would have that would have been a decision. Right? You didn't have to deal with it, but man. Well, you know, I know it's not the playoffs, so the rules are a little different. You don't if it, the touchdown ends it. Remember, the Bills were in this scenario against the Eagles. They had the first possession, they got down fourth yeah. down at a, what the eleven yard line, fourth and six, and they kicked because they said it just wasn't close enough. And you know, McDermott said if it was fourth and four, they probably would have went for it, something like that, if I remember. So yeah, I mean, you're right. You don't have to kick the field goal there. You can. Definitely go for it. I I think about all these kinds of, you know, you're forced to do this, forced to do that kind of thing. I thought about that with the missed PAT. Like, in a weird way, I thought the missed PAT might have actually benefited the 49ers until they actually lost, which is because the Chiefs didn't – because by by the Chiefs, if the Chiefs were down four in that situation late, they would have had to go for a touchdown. Maybe you lose then. Maybe they lose. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, they missed the PAT – the Chiefs can play it safe here and just kick the field goal and go to overtime. Maybe as a 49ers, maybe they're benefited by that. Now, obviously, it didn't work out. They went to overtime and lost. But, you know, all those things about, to your point, Mike, about being forced to do something, you don't have to. In that situation, they might have been forced to actually go for a touchdown, and then maybe they win in regulation anyway. I want another uh, I want another game. I want, it, I want it to continue so we can see what happens. Like Bulldogs' fourth down question on San Francisco. And just, yeah, I think that, that, that that's, all, uh, that's all correct. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. So we're all into the offseason now. The Super Bowl has ended. Sal, what's a look, maybe, if you can, at the calendar here for the Bills? How, how soon are we going to be hearing about stuff? Uh, the roster, you know, who's, who's not coming back? 
the, the coaching, there was a coaching hire announced today, I guess. So I'm not sure that's yeah. entirely done. You'll, you'll tell us, but like what, what's next? DJ Mangus was the coach who was hired today. He was actually the UB offensive coordinator. And then they, he moved on to the bills last year when Joe Brady was hired because he had known Joe Brady and worked with him. He's uh, came from, he was at, used to be William and Mary, but he's with Joe Brady as well. They know each other, but anyway, um, that, that's the guy they hired today. Offensive quality control coach um, is his position. So, I would venture to guess we will not hear much on the roster other than rumors or possibilities or, you know, something, somebody is hearing something, nothing with the team until the combine and then probably after the combine. I think now teams are getting in combine mode, teams are getting in draft mode, they're going to go there. But I will tell you the reason is usually that's when a lot of that stuff starts happening, which is agents are going to be there. If Brandon Bean wants to restructure a contract, if Brandon Bean wants to extend somebody, it's generally going to be him talking with an agent around that time at the combine meeting, uh, things like that, understanding what if, what if there's a guy that maybe they're thinking about releasing and, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. Maybe we're thinking about going in a different direction. All those kinds of things could be, you know, and, and discussing that with his staff and, you know, fi- figuring out what he hears from other teams and what's going on in their rosters so i bet you that's when we start to hear stuff and probably not until we really get back from there and how much at at the combine when all these people are here and you're mentioning these agents are here how much if any is there groundwork laid for free agency which comes what just a few a few weeks after uh the combine into march like i wonder if that's like can, can you start to get an idea like hey you know we're gonna have a hole to fill just for an example, Micah Hyde's a free agent. We might want a veteran safety to pair with Taylor Rapp or, or even Jordan Poyer. Um, you know, the agent's got a guy. and you know, There's some interest here. Here's, here's kind of like an idea, you know, framework, price points, that kind of thing. Does that start happening at the Combine, even though I, I guess it's not the legal tampering period? It does, and you're right, Bulldog, that you're not really supposed to be talking numbers or even really talking, but people do. I mean, it's just the the way it works. You don't have to do it directly. You can do it through a third party, kind of get some word. Oh, yeah, that's what we're hearing and what we're doing. I, I mean, I remember even going back to 2016 to 17 that year when I left the combine, I kind of had a good idea the Bills would probably be keeping Tyrod Taylor around. Um, yep, that's the example the, I'm thinking the, of, yep, too. Yep, and then, and then I will also tell you that last year – at the Combine, that's when word really started to get out that, hey, Tremaine Edmonds is going to get paid. And it's probably not going to be the Bills because they just can't afford it, but he's going to get paid. And that was like the name that was mm-hmm. out there of those guys. So you'll, that stuff will start to come out. And I, my sense is, too, we'll start getting more of the quarterback stuff. Some of that came out this weekend. You know, the report that um, the Patriots are probably going to look to move Mac, Mac Jones in a trade. We're starting here now. Schefter is saying, he said today on Pittsburgh Radio, Schefter did, that, I think it was Pittsburgh Radio, it might have been somewhere else, I'm sorry, but um, that um, the Steelers could be very interested in Justin Fields. Like, that's the kind of thing. I, the, over the weekend, it was reported, I think Palacero reported, or one of those guys in NFL Network, or Ian Rappaport, I think it was, that the commanders will actually investigate looking moving up from two to one. So I think the quarterback stuff is the stuff where those dominoes start to fall. It was McAfee, by the way, the Schefter comments. Philip picked you. up on it, and he, he's been talking yep, about it today. You.
Right. Tomlin yes. likes Fields. Right. He's a big fan mm-hmm. of Fields. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a there's a, some graffiti that Schefter saw where it's Tomlin Hart Fields, and they're just the media are just running with it in their way, go. in their special way. Um, okay, you ready for Saturday? Not really. I have to remember <laughs> some of the rules. <laughs> I got some things going on before that. I got to remember the rules. Um, is it still the uh, the heavier weighted tight ends? February fixed draft season eight. This has been yeah. a draft we do before the Super Bowl, but when the Bills have a chance of making it, we push it back. We wouldn't want Sal to not be able to take part because he's at the game. So, yes, super flex, tight end premium, rookies, 18 rounds. Yeah. Uh, all of it. I'm just drafting all the rookie wide receivers and hoping that the Bills draft them and then I can, <laughs> you know, get those points when oh. Josh Allen throws it to them. Are you are you drafting Diggs? You know, just in a vacuum. Are you drafting Stephon uh, Diggs? I did, no, I, did I don't today. know. That's a good one. I, I, yeah, I think I would. I just don't, I wouldn't put him as high as I have the last couple of years. I will give you that. Like, That's right. But I, I wouldn't be shy of drafting him. Be, be, before I go, let me ask you guys a question. Um, I, I've been, I was upset last night, like thinking about how they did not explain the end of the overtime first quarter. It's been a thing today on my social media where, like, I tweeted out a while ago today that, like, I just think they did a horrible job, CBS, because I had people this morning literally texting me, like, friends or people in radio, like, Hey, like, uh, not not necessarily like hardcore football fans, right? Like, hey, what would have happened if it got to zero? The game didn't over, right? No, and I think you you assume people know that, but it wasn't the case. I just didn't think they explained it very well last night. I wouldn't know. I wasn't listening closely, but I'm sure you're right. Um, yeah, like the clock is irrelevant. You have it. It's use. It's being used. So they right. can for the records, but it's not. Um, it's it's not meaningful. It would have been relevant in the second quarter. Then it's an actual second quarter, and they have a two-minute warning and a mm-hmm. halftime, and you got to beat the clock. Would they have actually had a halftime? No. Um, you mean like another normal... kickoff or something? Like restart. they would have had a normal kick, another kickoff. Yes, it would have been. Right. So, so this is why I think people are not because you never would get that far. I would think right, but at the end, the Chiefs didn't have to score before it got to zero. They did. The game's over. If they don't, the next play they're basically running just flipping sides. It's right. the second quarter. 
And then let's just say the game kept going on because they kept matching each other. Well, you get to the end of that quarter, it's like the end of a normal half. It's yeah. a new game. You have two-minute warning and three timeouts, and then if it hits zero, guess what? We're all stopping play. We're not having Usher come out and I do some songs. Say, right? Yeah. His roller skates. Right. right. But there is a – I think they said there's like a three-minute – there's going to be like a three-minute break or something, and then um, then the Chiefs would have received because they kicked to start it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that the first overtime took – I mean – two possessions is all, all you had there. But, you know, unlikely that we get to that point, as you said, but um, not, mm-hmm. Im- not impossible. The Niner drive was seven and a half minutes, and then so was, right. so was Kansas City's. Okay, good stuff. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys. That's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I saw online a brutal cash out from last night just like a horrendous this we'll put this down as public service what <laughs> what uh, when i tell you about this never do what this better did last night 8030550 your thoughts on the niners decision to take the ball to start overtime being hotly debated today and whatever else from the game and the bills offseason Again, got a guy for the draft. We want to know who it is. Tell us about him, why the Bills should take him. We are pretty much to that time of year. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is WGR. They played a heck of a football game. They didn't lose this game. Patrick Mahomes won this game. And Kyle Shanahan will have this team back. He did all the right things, made all the trick calls, went for it on fourth and three, put them in a position to finish the game. There was too much Patrick Mahomes. Kudos to the San Francisco 49ers for a very, very successful year. Wouldn't expect that sort of thing from Bill Cower. <laughs> Sooner expect, oh, they blew it. Hot take. Now, he doesn't even get into the lukewarm temperatures when it comes to takes. Very, he, they didn't lose this game, Bulldog. That's not, that's not what we saw. They didn't lose it. No. Definitely didn't lose it. The losers did not lose it. They did not lose it. By the way, so DJ Mangum, just wanted to know more about him. William and Mary, teammates with Joe Brady. Okay. William and Mary is the new Carolina Panthers. Right. Right. Um, Of course, Sean McDermott and DJ Mangum was with LSU as well before then going to. And he was with Carolina, too, with Brady, I think. I, I saw in his bio. Carolina. Yeah. Maybe Carolina's the new Carolina. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm confused. Who are we again? <laughs> yeah. Um, really, I, I, what did I say to Sal? Like, oh, let's have another game. I don't really mean that. But I love that we got to see, you know, this would have been fine in the wild card round too, but the overtime thing tested, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, was it Bengals-Rams maybe that I think I might have thought, I was hoping for overtime to find out, although that was, you know, prior to the latest rule change that came after 13 seconds. That was the year of that, that That's game. That's right. That's right. Yep. But, or last year, the Super Bowl has been pretty close for a few years in a row. Last year's game had was close to be going to overtime, but Butker made the late kick in Kansas City won. Um, but because the hypotheticals are just really interesting and fun. 
And I don't know if you'll get coaches. You did get Andy Reid saying he would have kicked off mm-hmm. last night had Kansas City won the toss. And that's a it's a reasonable approach to it. Yeah, I yeah I I, res, I you know I thought Shanahan explained it fine. I mean I, I didn't I didn't find anything he said to be laughable, um, you know about wanting to get you know have that chance if it gets to sudden death and you you match whatever scores uh, to that point. I've got the ball third down. A field goal wins the game for me. That's alluring. I I I, I do like though the getting the ball second because then at least I know I if I need points and. You know, maybe that maybe the Chiefs handle their possession differently if they if they have it first and they've got fourth and one of their thirty four, like I alluded to. Like San Francisco didn't need to make that choice on their on their field goal drive to begin overtime. But if you don't you don't if you're you have the ball first, of course, like you're saying, you could just go for it anyways. Right. Um but then, you know, if you don't make it, now you're in a position where the field goal beats you. Um so I, I like having the information um, but you know, I respect that it's not a it's not a blowout one way or the other. It's not like to me Shanahan committed a humongous gaffe by you know taking the ball, winning the toss, and taking the ball. There's there's merit uh, to that side of the argument. I, I think the thing that's making the criticism harsher on him and or the 49ers is that the players appear to have not really been clued in about the rules and those two things don't have to be like connected and impactful but i think it's making the it it, it sounds like andy reed and all the chiefs were talking about it endlessly and they knew exactly what the rules were and what their tactics were going to be and the 49ers are over there going like i didn't even know that i didn't know a score didn't win the game it paints a picture that Shanahan was unprepared for it. Right. That's it. You know, and, just... I, and I don't think that that proves that. I mean, it, it could be right, but it, the, that alone doesn't prove it, that the players didn't know. Because Mecole Hardman didn't know. Mecole Hardman. Doesn't, doesn't the makeup of the two teams also fit into this? Like, it's we've had these many times, you know, including with Patrick Mahomes. The idea that you just don't want to have the game come down to stopping him. And that's like the the two minutes the last two minutes of the Bills game against Kansas City was all about that. Like, should they have thrown to the end zone? I say no, because what I want to do is end the game with the ball. If I can, my worst case scenario should be a field goal attempt. You know, it's just gonna be a little bit later. If I throw underneath, like we've we've talked all mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. The the makeup of the Niners maybe changes that, or some might say that it would. Because it's not like we, we don't want to end the game having to stop Brock Purdy. It's a it's a different deal than than facing Kansas City or even Buffalo would be, where you just feel like you are in tough. If the Niners, well, it is what happened. I was going to say if they scored six or seven even, they still might be worried, or you might be for them mm-hmm. facing him. But if Kansas City gets the ball first and field goal even, but certainly a, a touchdown without the two, I don't know. Like they're probably seen as a heavy favorite if they get out, you know, in the lead in the overtime. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it we just haven't seen Purdy have that kind of success late in games. Like, I, you know, they they could have they could have found their way to win this game, and I'm not sitting here today calling them and him inevitable. Uh, right? I mean, upon the history and the performance that you've seen year over year in these big games with Mahomes and the Chiefs has you, yeah, intimidated about, yeah, even if I score a touchdown on that first possession, 
I, I now now I, I I gotta stop them and they're they're gonna go for two. I don't know if you would know that. Maybe you would suspect it. I don't know. Um, you know, we're learning all this about the Chiefs. You know, plans they never really had to use, anyways. Um, so I don't know if we would have suspected that at all. But yeah, taking a lead, even a seven point lead in overtime on Mahomes is not the same to me as taking a seven point lead on Brock Purdy. Yeah. What did you think of Purdy? Last I thought, he was, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I you know he 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 had some misses, but um, I I thought he I thought he distinguished himself pretty well. He made some really nice throws. There was one boy I I would need to really really get focused to try to remember. I wasn't like taking notes here, but man, he threw going left to right. He had to move a little bit in the pocket and then just sail the ball to the left sideline. That was just perfect. I mean, not a, not a, you know, uh, not a hose, so to speak, right? It's not like a ball had a lot of heat on it, but it was a really, just really nice touch right in stride. Just dropped it in the bucket. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. Jennings, maybe there was a play to Jennings that was impressive. You know, I okay. Like I, this is not any sort of hot take, but for as much credit as he's gotten, he had a look at the MVP starting in the Super Bowl, almost won it. He's not on the elite level. No one maybe is saying he is, or maybe some people are. Brady comps were out there because Brady was drafted so late. Uh, just heady and pretty safe, but can move and do all do a lot of the things. He might, it's early, but he might be in really good position now for a big contract. And I think that there'll be another, I'm not saying they should do something else, but there'll be another one of these teams that just kind of has to have the perfect overall to get yeah. there. Because, But that's almost every team, you know? Maybe it's not Buffalo, but it's it's definitely not Kansas City. I guess that might might even be the list. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. But well, Lamar Jackson, Hurts, Purdy, these guys have had great seasons. Yeah. And Burrow, you know, and gotten big con. Justin Herbert also get the big contract. Um, are they quarterbacks that you can sort of always expect to have a chance yeah. to win it? Well, they're going to have an opportunity, the way I understand the rules, uh, to collect another season's worth of data on. Because they can't do a new contract. Two, he's only two years in. Yeah, he's got to get through year three, which is next season. So they they can't do anything to, you know, help him out and you know, so he can get rid of having roommates or whatever the story is about how he can't afford to live on his own in the Bay Area because the cost of living is so damn high. And he's he's you know he's only making you know whatever something you know you know eight seventy five or whatever it is whatever that. Oof. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? It's just insane. Um, so they'll, they'll they'll have another season to you know make a call on that. That's uh, not to say I'm predicting that he crashes and burns or something, but you know if you if you're not comfortable yet, you know, well, you don't have to hold your breath because you got a whole another 17 games plus playoffs to make a decision on what you want to do moving forward with him. But he certainly to me didn't do anything to dissuade his team from staying with him yesterday i mean he, he you know they didn't win the game but he he certainly wasn't there was no like smoking gun of an aptitude in his hands or oh. anything, uh on this game no i guess i'd i'd say that too 
mentioned earlier uh, a cash out that I saw. Right. Might be yeah. that same BR betting account. I don't know if you saw anything like this, but there are some parlay tickets making the rounds today where people included Jawan Jennings um, or even Hardman or MVS in combos, touchdown combo mm-hmm. bets. Uh, I saw one that paid pretty well that had McCaffrey in it and maybe two of the other three guys. I had McCaffrey to score the first touchdown, so that was my biggest hit of the night, apart from a fantasy team that did really well. Somebody had $5, five parentheses five, U.S. dollars, on all of Jawan Jennings, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Mecole Hardman to score touchdowns. Plus 47624 A $5 bet would have paid around 2400 bucks, mm-hmm. And he cashed out for 5 Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Five dollars? Yes. At some point, maybe he just pulled it back before the right. game started or something. Wow. He ca- he had at least he had the um what? <laughs> at least he posted it. Right. Like if you sure. did that, I would never want anyone to know. Never. Oh, maybe with us in these jobs, I might you know content hashtag content. But yeah, no, I I don't I don't that's not that's not one you want to feel real proud about. I don't think. Oh, five bucks. That's the that's the problem. Yes, it's a huge long shot bet. You made it. Maybe you didn't feel great about it. How could you? That they're all going to score? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how do you just take the $5 back? Unless, like, that's all that you have left in your account, maybe. You don't want to have to make another deposit. We've been there. This is the last bet, and I it's a long shot bet, but this is it. I don't know if I want it to end. Man, that's just not yeah, great. That is tough. That's tough. Yeah. No, no, uh, no chance at that sort of misfortune with me. I wasn't. I just was not close. I, I didn't even the, the game. I had, I think three or four different parlays, including the one that I you know shared in picks on Friday, and I knew you know the game is scoreless after the first quarter. I was like, this none of this is none of this is getting anywhere. <laughs> I'm just I'm not I'm not hitting any of this. So I didn't even, I don't even know. I, there's no way that anything was even buyout worthy on my uh, on my sheet last night. I had a good one that just needed San Francisco to win. Mm. Or maybe I had the minus two. That's what I had. I would have had the minus two. I didn't play the Niners on the money line. I would never do that as a favorite. Um, but like McCaffrey, my favorite single bet of the game was McCaffrey total yards and he crushed it. Didn't He didn't beat the rushing prop. No. But he crushed total yards. He had 160. And to score, like that happened, just needed the 49ers to win the game. That's where I would have been. It would have been a great night. <laughs> Ifs and buts. Would have been a great night if the yeah. team that I thought would win the game actually did. Uh, the under, that's, I think, the worst kind of beat is when you bet the under on a game like that 
Say you had 47, not 47 and a half. It's 47 and a half, you still win. Right. But just, like, I have a, a basketball story that goes back 25 years of a basketball bet I made where I just lost in, in like, double overtime. You know, you're betting the underdog or you're betting the under, and you deserve it. You're right. You had it. This would be a lower-scoring game. So, correct, but you lo- you still lost. That's the worst. If you lost, again, 47 and a half, you still sur- you survived. Still, still made it. Yeah, right. If you had the under. But the overbetters did not deserve to win this game last night. I mean, come on. 10-3 at halftime. 19 all. We, I made a joke about the squares and having two nines. That would have been all right. <laughs> yeah, End of the fourth right, quarter. Right. 9-9 nine, nine would have been all right. Man, I loved my squares numbers. I, I had really good numbers. I didn't hit any of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Maybe next year. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We'll talk a little Sabres here next. They host the Kings tomorrow night, then get back to the Super Bowl. We'd love to have you join us. Anything from last night's game to the Bills, the offseason, the draft ahead, we want to talk about it. So feel free to join us. Lines are open now. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We'll get back to some Super Bowl talk. I don't have hot takes on the commercials or anything, really. Just hosting a party didn't, um, you know, there was conversation and not a lot yeah. of just sort yeah. of sit quietly and listen to the ads or anything or the broadcast. I don't have anything to say on Tony Romo or Christopher Walken. Actually, not, I, not true. I, I did watch that back. Today. I love the Christopher Walken ad. Um, the, the, I didn't have as many people uh, at my house as it sounds like you had at yours, but the consensus in our room uh, when the uh, the M&M's ad played that Bruce Smith was in and Marino was in were like, I can't believe they got those guys to do that. <laughs> that was like just almost, right? That was M&M's, I think. Um, so that, and I, I Listen, this isn't going to be popular. The hottest take I have is that the, the Duncan – commercial with tom brady was fantastic yeah you liked it i think it's re- it was really well done and i am already i'm starting to brace for him being really good in the booth oh no i know i, I just I, I i i think i think that is the outcome we're looking at Indeed, i He's going to be great at it, and it's going to make us insane. I cannot believe he'll be great at it. <laughs> He's not funny. Is he, is he interesting at all? Like, do we? how much do we know about Tony Romo's personality? And that kind of just sort of, I don't know. He's not everybody's favorite, Romo. But he came off. He was funny and, and sharp and like, okay, this is, this is good. There's a reason why they just, with no experience, put him in the main booth. Like, he showed that he could do it. I don't know. I just have such a negative I know. <laughs> impression of Brady in terms of his personality. I just expect him to be boring and dull and, I don't know, try, try to force jokes. But um, I guess we should wait. I guess we should wait. The Sabres' next, next game is tomorrow night, home to the Kings. Owen Power left practice early today. We'll see about him. Uh, the Sabres come out of the All-Star break. Two home games last week. Lose both in regulation Kevin Adams will join us tomorrow at uh, 5, about a, about a monthly or so visit from the Sabres GM. That'll be tomorrow afternoon, and then pregame at 6, right? Yes, sir. Hockey season. Yeah. Is it over already? No. Did it ever start? No. 
We'll see. All right. The Kings, I mean, the Kings, they, they fired their coach after the Sabres beat them. Not not exactly like the day after, but it was like they, they were hot after the Sabres beat them. And um, so I don't know if they're, how much they, the, the, they probably remember uh, that the Sabres came back and beat them in L.A. a couple weeks ago. The Sabres should hire Todd McClellan just so that he'll know the plays. Mm-hmm. They could do that, right? Just have the playbook, the Kings playbook. Yeah, that guy's won a lot, too, and that still happened. Time out here. Back to yesterday's game. The Bills, the offseason. We welcome your calls, 803-0550. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 